watched a couple episodes of Paper Girls. How is it? It's not terrible. I enjoyed it well enough. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of like Stranger Things, right? I think we talked about that when we talked about the comic book. But like, it's be- it's a lot better than that latest season of Stranger Things that I remember. I don't really remember the other seasons, but... Because they call little girls uh, cunts way more in this one, right? They haven't said the word cunt oh, yet. Come on, Brian. Vaughn, stick to downside. what you know. I know. It's on Amazon uh, Prime as well. So, like, you know, setting the precedent with the boys. They don't say cunt on the boys TV show, do they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. I, yeah. I, we talk yeah. about it constantly. I don't know how I forgot Let's that see. for a second. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Having a stroke? Smell toast. Oh shit! Wait, oh, that's that's uh that's no good. Throw some of them up on uh Dropbox if you want. I'll watch it. All right, that came out Friday. They, they released the uh yeah they released the whole season too, not like weekly. Oh nice, which is nice. Yeah, which is really nice. It's like that's the way to do it. So that's another step in the right direction. Why are they changing styles? It's been working so well know. with the boys. Well, the first season of the boys they dropped it all at once as well, but then after that they changed it so maybe they're going back to the good ways of not fucking around so i also started like my wife and i were looking for something to watch and we watched the show on netflix that has like an obnoxiously long title it's like the woman in the window who's a pill-popping alcoholic who is spying on her neighbors and doing retarded shit it's something like that Isn't like a Kristen it's Bell fucking hilarious <laughs> I don't know, but it was really funny. Have you heard, have you seen this show? No, I haven't watched it at all. But it's it's pretty great. Like the the writing is like cartoonishly terrible. It, it's it's awesome. It's so it's so amusing. My my wife is not as amused by it as I am. But it's like this woman is a alcoholic pill popping um, like shut in who's afraid of the rain because like her husband took their daughter to work on take your daughter to work day at the, uh, and he, he's like, a an investigation, an investigator of serial killers. So he like takes his daughter to work and then brings her into this, uh, interrogation room with like the serial killer. They call him out like, Hey, we got to ask you something out in the hallway. And like, he leaves the hallway and accidentally closes the door. So like his daughter is left in the room with the serial killer. And then um, during that time, because I guess they couldn't find the key, the serial killer murders and eats their daughter. <laughs> murders and eats? Yes. <laughs> Which is so cartoonishly. Like, they told the story. Like, the first time they go through it, she's telling her therapist where, like, she made it clear she doesn't want to talk to her therapist. So it's like, okay, she's making it up. That's, like, too ridiculous and funny. But then, like, later she's at the police station for, like, some other reason. And the cop is like this no-nonsense black woman who's like pissed off at her. And she's like, look, I, I was a rookie on the case of that serial killer. It's like, I know that your daughter was murdered and eaten and I feel for you. She got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. So I'm like, holy shit, that wasn't like made up. It's fucking great, man. I, I think that show is hilarious. Wait, this one's on Netflix, right? Or is this an Amazon? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is Netflix. I'm going to try it out. It's pretty there's like a lie detector scene with the serial killer and they're like, is your name this? And he's like, yes, no lie. It's like, are you from this address? He's like, yes. It's like, no lie. Have you killed people? He's like, no. And then like the lie detector goes <laughs> up. It's like, have you, have you eaten people? He's like, no. And then the fucking lie detector goes, it's fucking hilarious, dude. The show is like so terribly written. It's awesome. Sounds fucking amazing. I have got <laughs> to watch this. funny. <laughs> she's such a retard too uh it's so funny so i recommend that the retarded woman in the window getting wine drunk and spying on her neighbors i mean when your child gets eaten by a killer what else can you do but get white girl wasted or whatever the fuck it is she's not even very convincing of an alcoholic either like she doesn't really stumble around and like do any like jim Leahy stuff she just seems like sober the whole time but like it shows her drinking a lot and she has one of those funny wine glasses that holds like a whole bottle of wine. So it's like, a glass Oh, the giant thing. 750 milliliters. Yeah. So oh, you can say, man. Oh, I just had one glass. The, the shit Hawks. She talk about the shit. Yeah. Hawks. <laughs> she doesn't talk about, that's the problem. She needs to talk about shit Hawks. Yeah. Cause like, it's just not, 
I don't know. The she's not a good drunk actor. The I guess. Shit winds are changing, Randy. Yeah, right. She doesn't even bother doing anything like that. She just like talks normally, but has like a but pours like the the big glass of wine. Well, that's less amusing. Yeah, but it's still very funny though. It's very funny. Oh, and th- there's like this um, there's this dude who is um, like fixing her mailbox for as far as i got in the show for five days in a row it's like taking him like five days of standing out on her curb like next to the mailbox and like greeting her every day in the morning like oh yeah good morning still fixing the mailbox it's like why does it take fucking a week of like nine to five to it's like round the clock job have you ever tried fixing mailbox no but i feel like i could do it in less than five days I would have, I would think I could do it in an afternoon. Good lord! Right? Man. How hard can it be? How just like pour some concrete. So I don't know how hard can it be. Like not like this guy. He's like standing, like looking at the same spot on the mailbox for five days. He's just like not working. Yeah, he's working smart, not hard. You're getting paid that entire time, right? I guess that's true. Yeah, he must be hourly. You're gonna put forth effort into this shit. Come on, man. I suppose you're right. All right, that checks out. All right, ready to get this train on the tracks? Yeah, all aboard. Dress up Black Tones Comics, aka Night Talk. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. This week we are talking about Nightman, of course. We're talking about um, Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe, and so we're talking about oh, is it in his finest hour? Yeah, I just Scott got Pilgrim's to the finest hour, right? The volume six, and we're talking about uh, Gunslinger Spawn. All right, but what we're all really here for is. Night Talk. Much better episode. Like the last two episodes, not nearly enough Johnny Domino. And this one is like all about Johnny Domino doing like funny ass shit. This one's great. So it's, yeah, this one was, this one was really good. We have jo- Joanne or Joran, I, whatever, Duran, whatever the fuck, however the fuck you say his name, because they can't even keep it straight in the show. I like that they just straight up called this one Chaos too. I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, they're. There had to have been a Chaos episode title. I went back to episode 7. That was the debut of Duran. I was like, oh, fuck yes. We're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. And we were. This is a great episode because they go to Aspen for the the Aspen Jazz Festival or whatever the fuck. There's like a skiing scene with stunt doubles, just like It's Always Sunny, that ski episode. Where they're just like doing the race. So many of my notes are... (laughs) So like, okay, <laughs> are based around that because I was so badly hoping for like similar to like the South Park episode where they uh, have Stan like yeah. <laughs> ski race for the approval of that girl to like beat the right bully or whatever. I was like, oh my god! The second they get to Aspen, I'm like, oh fuck! I really hope that we're gonna get like a final scene yeah. of Duran versus uh Johnny Domino like skiing or snowboarding to a race while also battling each other with powers to find out who the victor <laughs> is and like we almost get it twice like at one point in time because uh there's another girl who is also affected by the uh the lightning storm named Rachel and she gets mind control powers and she and Duran team up together to ruin Johnny Domino's life and she's a uh, pretending to be Johnny Domino's girlfriend and like also using the mind control powers and it's later revealed that Johnny Domino knew it from the very beginning somehow and his seeing evil in your mind yeah negates mind control powers magically and so he's just been pretending he's an asshole and a cunt to his friends and family <laughs> the entire time really he's not that shitty of a cunt he does still punch a woman in the face without apologizing ever but you know my powers <laughs> fuck it it's totally cool this way wait wasn't that um charlie that punched a woman in no, the face he he so this is the episode with the most dudes punching women <laughs> charlie wait. charlie legit backhand slaps uh rachel at the very end of this ma- episode however that, that was, was the second case of a dude <laughs> slapping or punching a woman 
because Johnny Domino straight backfist punches the uh, the reporter girl for also making a return from the uh, Durand episode, Jennifer Parks. Oh, okay, okay. But like, <laughs> she's mind control powering him to like be a cunt to all his bros. It's a bros weekend in Aspen, you know, just bros skiing together like you would want. Charlie, Frank. Johnny and Raleigh, the bro team, you know, just hanging it up, living it up in Aspen for Jazz Fest. And uh, she's mind control powering Johnny to be an asshole to all of these guys. And he starts getting super cocky about his sweet skiing skills. And he challenges Raleigh. He starts picking out Raleigh for being a nerdy scientist kind of guy. I thought he was going to go a completely different, way less racially offensive yeah. way when he was mocking him for this. I was like, oh, dude, Johnny, this is not going to go well. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> he just made fun of him for being a nerdy scientist. And he challenges yeah, he him to a ski race. race. And when Raleigh, when Raleigh is actually doing well at the ski race, for some reason, Duran decides to ruin it for him by mind-powering the... Uh, snowboard and making him trip up and break his leg but oh and then at the very end when johnny actually finally like sees that duran is there in person or he can stop pretending that he didn't know he was there duran like steals the powers of this uh uh who's johnny playing with oh well, woody gills uh, woody gills yeah, famous yeah. trumpet player jazz legend apparently in this show's canon but he he kills Woody Gills one night in his chalet and he thinks he inherits his uh, trumpet playing powers and so he insists that uh, Rachel use her mind control power to tell Woody Gills band to vouch for Durand as a great trumpet understudy behind Woody Gills so he can go out on stage in front of hundreds of people and also a like Aspen local cable access channel and perform in front of all of them to really stick it to Johnny Domino and he goes out there on stage and he realizes the power didn't work because Woody Gills is totally fucking alive. And so he gets... So this jazz festival just bombards the stage with crumbled up paper pamphlets for some reason that they all had. And it, it really hurts his feelings. So he gets super embarrassed and he runs off into the woods and there just happens to be a snowmobile there. And he takes off on it and he's like, Johnny Domino, you want to get me? You're going to have to fucking catch me. And Johnny Domino's like, he just stares at him like that weird stare thing he always does to people. And he's like, okay. And he starts chasing after him and I was like, holy shit, it's finally going to happen. We're going to get him on a snowmobile battle, race up the mountain. Here we go. And then it just cuts <laughs> to the next scene where Durand is just like cabin Rachel make people go up to the top of the mountain so that Durand can use his mind power to like cause an avalanche. It was way disappointing. I thought for sure we were getting like an epic showdown snow race off thing. Yeah, like you got to beat the avalanche falling and shit, but um, no, we didn't get that, which was unfortunate, but we did get like, so he, he brings down the avalanche and he buries, um, Frank and Raleigh and Charlie in the car. Oh, Raleigh, and, um, Raleigh wasn't there. It was the blonde. Oh, the, the blonde uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they bury the car in the snow and they're like, oh shit, we're going to die here. Um, and then he does the same to Johnny. Well, first of all, he uses his mind powers to take off Johnny's belt. Like while he's flying through the air, which and then which, <laughs> which hold is very on, funny. That was okay. That was a great. That's the belt that he uses to fucking fly, and that's a really great fucking solid evil villain move because he's way up in the air doing that like super yeah. elaborate like sky flying through the crowd shit, and uh, somehow Johnny Domino just falls to the earth and totally survives. But I mean, as far as like evil plans go, that's the best one we've ever seen against the nightman how the fuck did that That's not work true. unless it was just the hologram nightman that was flying without the belt Ooh, could have been yeah because he did have the belt on later when we saw him again and they didn't explain that so either he picked it up or he was the hologram or the snow broke his fall you know that could have been it too um because then he gets buried in the avalanche snow but then he like tunnels through the snow like bugs bunny to like go back to <laughs> Charan and uh finally you know beat the shit out of him and then throws him off a fucking mountain cliff so i oh right so th that counts as a murder right i would think i mean does this finally wipe out durand are we not getting like a third installment of the showdown chaos part three did we did we see him like 
covered in snow getting handcuffed. We don't see him again. In the back of a car. I don't he's, think we saw any of that, right? We see a green screen fall down the fucking mountain cliff, and that's the last we see of him. Yeah, we had a lot of so green I put, screen I put falling. like a to-be-continued question mark kind of yeah. ending on this okay. one. So he might come back. If we never see him again by the end of the series, we'll add that to his body count. Yeah, for now it's just an asterisk. Yeah. So yeah, we had a lot of falling, like Woody fell um, and then got caught by... Ne- and by the way, when Joran was being a total dick about to the woman about like, oh, shouldn't you make sure that you got the uh, his trumpet powers uh, before you go on stage? He's like, no, bitch, I don't need to do that shit. My power, I get all this shit. I'll know it immediately. It's like, you should at least check that he's dead and like make sure like that everything went you know, according to plan. So, and they've like they've they've done some editing to the story with Durant because I thought it was just like the other super powered people he would kill and he would inherit their powers. But this one in this episode, he thinks that just by killing saxophone player Woody, he could uh, yeah. inherit his saxophone skills. And then later, he's uh, fighting Johnny Domino up on top of the mountain cliff, and he explains to him that he, there was a uh, Chinese legend or. What do you call oh, him? Yeah. A karate Kung expert. A karate, yeah, karate kung fu expert who he uh, also murdered and stole his powers from him. He must have never tried it, though. Maybe he just like made this up in his head, he but he never actually works. did it. <laughs> He's like, he just assumed he was good at karate just out of nowhere. Because Johnny, d- that did not pose any threat to Johnny at all. Johnny was like, no, fuck you. He, he just like batted a, him off. He doesn't even get like a punch in. Like Johnny Domino no. in the comics, I remember them like. I, I don't remember what the weird form of kung fu it was, but he was some expert at it. And I remember, like, his dad was talking to him the one time about how he was teaching a class to the Bay City Police Department about whatever that kung fu study was. But I don't think that's ever been like expressed in the TV show. But Johnny Domino just like blocks every single attack that Durant throws at him with this uh, yeah. inherited karate skill that he now has. Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, Duran just does. I guess he's just making up things and just convincing himself of things that aren't true. Oh, and also at the very end of the episode with Johnny flying away, he like has the the slowest descent we've ever seen. And like, they wait till his, the bottom of his feet are completely out of frame and then cut to him just in the clouds. Like they had this really long, like awkward floating up, like he's on a string and he, he's like kind of swaying a little bit in the air. It's, it's really awkward. And then just like, yep, I'm in the clouds now. And like, because they have Jennifer Parks reveal some like witty line as he's ascending up. So maybe that's why they did it. Because like, she waits two seconds until it seems like he's just about out of frame, and then she just yep. mumbles to herself, "I think I might hate him now because he took the videotape evidence that she was recording <laughs> the entire time." Yeah, he did. He's just like, "Give me that fucking camcorder. I'm taking this tape." <laughs> Like forcing it out of her hands. He is just relentless against this poor woman. Yeah. It was really funny, like having, uh, like, this this episode was really great. It has, like, enough Nightman and Johnny Domino balance. Because we also had Johnny Domino being a total cunt, too. Like, e- either pretending to or because of the mind control. But either way, it was pretty great. How he, like, he orders a martini with an onion in it instead of an olive, which I've never heard of. I don't know if that's a thing. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, then I, I thought don't think it's a thing then. But he like sends it back with the waiter, and he's like, "Yeah, these fucking people they're like less than me. I'm the musician, and they're just the fucking help. These fucking plebs." And then, uh, what else did he do here? Oh yeah, so he like yeah he shits on the working class. He shits on the way all his friends and dad are dressed. It's like, yeah, hey, you guys aren't dressed for where we're going. Fuck you, which is awesome. So it's like you know he's acting like a music like he should because he is better than everybody. So, I mean, if this makes sense for him. I also, later on in the episode, uh, when Frank realizes what a cunt his son is being and he confronts him about it in the hot tub champagne scene, Johnny just, like, crushes Frank's heart, but he's still being a total massive cunt to everyone. Yeah. He does it to him there in that scene, too. Yeah, that part was good. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, obviously, he's being a cunt to Woody Gillis. He's like, oh... Woody, your problem is that uh, you're not as good as me, so you just stand back. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yeah, fuck Woody Gillis. Oh yeah, Frank gets so fucking shocked and disgusted that he would (laughs) dare speak to Woody Gillis, the legend. 
like this. Right. I mean, he's trying to play. You got to let Johnny have the spotlight. There's just no other option. Oh, fuck. Going all the way back to the beginning of this episode, too. This was a weird thing that happened at the hotel reception with the two journalist women trying to check in. They're like, oh, we uh, overbooked and um, we're actually out of rooms. And the hotel receptionist suggests that, oh, uh, maybe you should ask the the performers if they have extra rooms in their huge suites. Like, that's your fucking suggestion? What the fuck? That's like the least helpful suggestion ever. Like that Why don't they happen to know lizard your way into Woody Gillis's bed, ladies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What what the fuck? Just whore yourself out. It's like either sleep in your car or uh have you thought about sleeping in your car? You could try that. And then like they ask Frank if he wants to to room with these reporters, and he's like, No, I don't want to share my room with these hot reporters. So get the fuck out of here, Johnny. Alright, so because of this, so Jennifer Parks is the one that he first does the Johnny Domino play to, where Johnny Domino uh-huh. insists that the house will pay for all the drinks that he gives to the young, unguarded woman that he's going to eventually molest. That was, the, I think, right. that episode is the first time we see Johnny Domino do the Johnny Domino play. But I think the very like an episode or two episodes later, there's like that blonde reporter lady who Johnny Domino thinks is there for Johnny Domino at the end of the episode, but she's actually there for Frank. Isn't that who this Elaine girl, the blonde reporter is like these two have both been in other episodes, right? Oh, so like, yes, this is the one yeah. that Frank briefly, like went at least on one yeah. single date with. So why is he so repulsed by the idea of like cuddling up and like sharing a bed with her for the weekend? Maybe it was a, not a good date. Apparently it didn't go well at all, but yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. No reason for that. Maybe Frank wanted to get some strange that night. Oh yeah, this just is gonna cramp his style. She's gonna yeah. think he's attached to her now or some shit. That could be it. Yeah. Classic Frank Dominguez. <laughs> right. Last note I had is we had a lot of brand new sax performances in this episode. Like that was the advantage of like getting out of House of Soul is like they had to record some new <laughs> performances instead of using like the same three songs over and over again. So yeah, brand new stuff. So this episode was really good. Oh, Lots of good well, sax stuff. My counter argument to that. <laughs> okay. Yes. We got some new sax stock footage for this episode. However, uh-huh. we just recycled the uh, Raleigh Nightmare from the Rhiannon episode shit from what was that? Three episodes ago, I think, in the chronological yeah. order. The oh, the really? uh, footage that when Raleigh steals the nightmobile from uh Johnny and he gets pulled over by the racist twin Charlie cops in the South or whatever the fuck that one was. And then Nightman shows up and he laser eyes the cop cars and blows it up. They reused that footage in this. That was supposed to be oh, a yeah. nightmare dream sequence, but yet they still used it as if it was like something that happened in the chronological, like fucking canon history of the show, which just raises all kinds of questions. Well, it's like all those special effects stuff. They just, they're constantly reusing all that shit, like flying around and doing the laser eye stuff. So but, I mean, they've had Nightman do the laser them. eye stuff before. Why wouldn't you just use it when he's doing it for good, as opposed to the only time in the show's history where he's done it in a, like a bad villainous way? Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're still under the influence of the mind control lady. I do like that she. All right, so. Later in the episode, Johnny reveals that like he has just been playing along the entire time. That girl hasn't mind-controlled him at all the entire episode. But she sends Nightman specifically out to the ca- cabin where uh, char- where the bros and the two reporter ladies, all five, are crashing. And uh, I forget what it is. Like He calls, or she calls the two reporter girls, and she sets them up. And then Nightman shows up, and he starts laser-eyeing the house and catches it on fire yeah. to kill them. Which he actually does go through with entirely, because we don't yet know that he's been faking it this whole time. So, how the fuck did he expect that one to work out for them and not actually kill them? Because, like, at the end, Charlie shows up to save him, because Charlie's a good guy. I mean, I guess, except in that, when he's in the South. Except in that one stock footage we used. Right. (laughs) 
No, but like, you know how Johnny Domino rolls. It's like plan A, you try not to murder people, but plan Fuck. B, you just like, just murder them. Fuck them. If it's going <laughs> to blow my cover, they just have to die then. <laughs> yeah. Those two girls, they're, they're not Johnny Domino, so why the fuck would he give a shit? I suppose. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was trying to do it because the one rejected him in favor of Frank. And he's still yeah, heard about that. Yeah, she did deserve it. Yeah, but I mean, she he, was really asking for it. But I mean, he did the Johnny Domino to the other girl, so I mean, like, he's had her. So, what further use is she? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta get in the mind of the character here. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great episode. What else you got on Let this one? Let me see what I else I have here. Oh, yeah, so... It, First thing it does when it opens up, it opens up featuring Rachel and her mind control powers. And uh, they show this uh, wall safe that's hidden inside of someone's apartment building behind like a painting. And there's a dude who just removes the painting. He opens up the lock combination safe with the uh, combination of just 40 right. That's the only number it takes to open this fucking (laughs) wall safe magically. And then the lady uses the mind control power. She's like, oh, you did a great job, whatever the fuck your character name is. Now, why don't you go ahead and just jump out those four stories down here for me? And she makes him commit suicide by doing that. And that was fucking awesome. I like that. And the lasting impression this episode is going to have on like future episodes, I or hopefully future episodes, where Johnny Domino is going to have like so much making up to do to all the friends, because like it doesn't end with any resolved resolution where Johnny's like, "Oh, by the way, guys, I was faking it the whole time. I I confided that in Raleigh, but no one else. Sorry, I was a cunt. Like he was a cunt to all of them, and like it ends with like the the van is trapped in the avalanche, and he lays her eyes the snow around it to like save Frank, Charlie, and uh, Elaine." And then mm-hmm. he just flies off without like any closing statements or chit chat with the dad and uh, Uncle Charlie or whatever. So like, I hope that they actually like go in order. And next episode, he he's everyone's like still thinking he's a cunt and hates him. I hope he actually has to like do some making up to to solve this. I doubt it. I mean, we still haven't seen the spider again ever. Oh, I have no doubt that it's so. not going to ever be brought up again. But I want there <laughs> no. to be some continuity in this. This 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 is too big of like an episode plot line to like just like glance over, just forget about next week. Yeah, but like people in the '90s are too stupid for that. Like you couldn't have like shit continuing. You couldn't have serialized shit. Yeah, it all has to be episodic. You know, you got to be able to start and finish in one episode and get it. Because people in the past are fucking retarded and they couldn't follow. Well, I mean, we get that voice understand. over. We got. We used to get those voiceover recaps on some episodes. Why no, no, no. It's just the one thing. It was. It was an origin story recap every time. It wasn't like last time on Nightman. It's just like, uh, here's how Nightman got his powers. Now here's the episode, start to finish. And they kind of did, they, they have dropped doing that, though. I haven't seen yeah, that Yeah, it hasn't, there. it's not every episode. Yeah, they you're skipped right. it for a while. It used to be, yeah. It used to be on there every time. But, anyway. But, um, can let other know here. So, after Charlie slaps Rachel and immediately knocks her out from this backhanded slap. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't detain her or cuff her or do anything. He just <laughs> leaves her there unconscious on the floor. So, I assume, like, she's eventually going to come to and escape and get away so maybe so maybe chaos part three will be her return he punched the powers right out of her head with that that'd be fist. fucking hilarious if that's how they explain her losing the powers <laughs> i and i like when he did it too like she was about to mind control frank and he's like nah bitch and then just like pot punches yeah. her in the face and frank's like did you just hit a woman he's like no i saved you he like had no like <laughs> feeling about it it was fucking magic. And, and, it was the best moment of television ever. It was really funny. And then in the background, like he just leaves her on the floor, and you could see in the background, like the hotel staff, like trying to comfort her and like cradling her and stuff. Like, oh, are you okay? Like fanning her. It's very funny. It was a great punch. This is a really good episode. If you guys like seeing women getting punched, then this is your episode. <laughs> just generally terrorizing women. You'll love this episode. Yeah. Like gaslighting them and um, 
making them like either sleep in the car or whore themselves to the talent. It's fucking hilarious. I like that immediately after the uh, the checking girl says that to him, we immediately see Johnny Domino walking into frame. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like know, oh yeah, you, I know, do you already know, know where this is heading. You've watched the show. You know what's happening. Yeah. He was like, let me get you girls some drinks. It's on, it's the, on the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, great episode. Really good stuff. All right. I'm excited to continue watching that. But I guess let's talk about some of these other comic books. Um, I guess speaking of various types of violence toward women, Scott Pilgrim in his finest hour. There's like emotional abuse in this, right? That's what they like to do. How dare you? Yes. And Scott trying to rapely bang women as well, just like Johnny. I guess that's where Scott Pilgrim came from and his love it's of women. Johnny Domino was the inspiration. Yeah, it was inspired by the Nightman. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim is really what, like, it's what Zero Pussy does to a motherfucker. Is, oh, yeah. Like that meme, right? I have no I don't know memes, dude. You know this. No, well, okay. That's a meme? Oh, that was a statement. It's like that meme. Anyway, Wait, um. What? Zero Pussy is, is a meme? Yeah, what Zero Pussy does to an MF. And then it's like Scott picture of Scott Pilgrim. It does it or really? Something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'll just post that as the, uh, that'll just be the cover photo, I guess. Now I have to make this meme. So they, they pointed out how creepy Scott is with women because like he finds out that knives turned to 18 and he's like, oh shit, let's, uh, let's bang like right now. Uh, and then it said in the notes, like, oh, creepy 24 year old. It's really creepy when 24 year olds try to bang 18 year olds. Right, Dave? Sure is. Creepy to 24 year olds are creeps. <laughs> so creepy to do that. 24 year olds. try to bang an 18 year old girl. Yeah. Just 24 year olds. Yep. 34 year olds. No, no problem. Totally cool. It's not creepy. That's fine. Yeah. Not, not creepy. Providing guidance. Right. A fatherly figure to look up to or some shit. <laughs> right. I don't know why you're saying this to me. <laughs> no, no reason. I mean, you know, only other person on the podcast That's, okay. right now. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would have said it to anybody. Okay, fair. And yeah, so Scott is trying to like stick his dick into everybody that he sees. So that's like most of the, most of the book. And then Envy Adams comes up and they, they say that her measurements is like a 999 waist and bust and ass or whatever you call that one. So if it's just 999, like all three of them, then she's just like a cylinder and fat as fuck. Cause nine, nine, nine is that's not, that's yeah, but these are Canadian very fat and nine, nine, nine. And I wonder Canadian how apparently means hot. Whatever. Maybe. So it's like, it's, it's the good kind. So nine, nine, nine is of waste refers to it's, maybe like skinny. It's like, still, the ghost killer, fat. it's like the ghost face killer song, supermodel. That's too talk fat. About like hourglass weights. Well, this is cylinder though. It's like, it's all the same number. It's got to, I don't know. I'm confused by these measurements. Can it, I guess Canadians just do something weird. I mean, what's a, what's a regular size woman measurement in real life? I don't, I think you have to go like the boobs are like bigger. Right. And then like the waist is smaller, the middle number, and then the ass is bigger. And that's the desirable hour hourglass figure. Right. As long as they so, aren't wearing Johnny Domino sized 46 waist pants they're fine see like 46 that's that'd be that's pretty fat dude so like 999 that's fatter than shit so she's just like the fattest fucking cylinder she's like a support no, but that's, or something in a parking garage uh, she's obviously not wearing a man's 999 she's wearing like a child's petite 999 because she's a tiny <laughs> attractive woman right she's that's well, how that works yeah i guess i don't know maybe you saw her she wasn't Rotund. She had big boobs, though. I don't think a child size would fit on her. A big ass and a very small waist. It's like, okay, so if you like set the precedent with the waist and the or the ass and the bust measurement, you're putting way too much time like, into this stupid joke. That they make it. 
it's confusing. Like if you put like nine, nine, nine for like the first two numbers and then put like zero for the waste number, then it's like, okay, that's a joke. That's, that's a funny joke. But if you put, I'm just confused by that. All three numbers are the same and like what that shape is supposed to imply. It's simply just supposed to imply she's hot. That's, that's, why do you want a big waist That's as far as Brian O'Malley thought this one out. So he likes, okay. Why do you know actual women's measurement sizes? And no, it's not. No, it's, because it's like that's how you measure it that's that's like what they say in rap songs it's like 25 35 fuck i don't know whatever that is i've never heard that 36 36 25 36 some rap song you know i learned it all from rap music how to measure women's clothes (laughs) they are the experts yeah um but yeah envy adams is like having a party about her album release and then every single person that scott has ever met is at the album release party it's a small which seems it's like a small town there in toronto canada i guess I very suppose, close-knit yeah. group of uh friends it's only like 10 people that live in toronto yes yeah, it's, it's it's not yeah. like the fourth largest market in north america or anything like that <laughs> right yeah all right well that's all my notes then oh and the last note i had was um hooters is the gay guy's favorite restaurant which i don't really get that like if you don't want to look at the 999 size tits like are their wings really good i've never actually eaten at hooters is the food good there i don't know i think there was a hooters down in the flats in cleveland i I was maybe like a child when that was still there i think so i would never actually been to one and eaten there was one in the uh in the mall that the center i was working at in shanghai was and i worked there for like six weeks and i never went to the hooters why why didn't you i don't know i should have i was like i just i walked by it like once or twice i'm like oh fuck i gotta go there and then like i went to wuhan so i just missed out but that's too bad should have i really missed an opportunity tweet us at giraffes hpt pod and let us know how great hooters food is What's the best item? Yeah. I'm not a wings. I don't eat wings. What should I order if I ever go to one instead? Just get like what can you recommend? Ah, uh, fuck. I don't like. I just don't, don't like, like wings chicken? in general, though. But it's like because of the bone, right? Like no, you don't like chicken, I don't, or I, there are certain foods that I'm too sloppy and clumsy to eat in a public setting. And any kind of wings is like number one on that list. Spaghetti is number two. Despite the fact I fucking love spaghetti. Yeah, I, I'm mm. too sloppy. I'm going to end up with half of it fucking stuck in my beard. I can't eat it in public. I need to be able to like immediately hose myself off after I eat it. Because I'm like a fucking chaotic little like four-year-old fucking toddler child when it comes to eating like, food like an adult. If you get the boneless wings, you can just use a fork. That's, that's the point. I mean, right? in theory, yes. Try that. Try the boneless wings and the, um, I don't know, jalapeno poppers. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> what do you, what would you order at Hooters? They have mozzarella sticks? Would you I'd order, order mozzarella probably. sticks in a heartbeat. Love All mozzarella right, sticks. They, uh, I'd, probably, that, I'd probably go with like a burger, like a bacon barbecue burger or something like that. That sounds good. Yeah. Like what kind of sandwiches do they have? Chicken sandwich? I have no I idea. Never it's like been. predominantly a chicken menu. I think it's just chicken wings or mostly chicken wings or like, it should be like sports stuff, right? It's supposed to be like men like, Oh yeah. Sports. I'm not, so I would probably really like it. I'm not crazy on chicken to be fair. Okay. Weird. I didn't like any, I um, like chicken. Really? Yeah, oh man. Eh. I'd go burger over chicken for sure. Uh, okay. If I'm at a burger place, maybe. Yeah. But sometimes I like that fried chicken burger, you know, like the, Whatever the fuck it's called. I don't remember anymore. Chicken sandwich. There you go. The That's fried the one. one. Not the grilled one. So, uh, I'm trying to remember like at McDonald's what it's called. Mick chicken. I can't think of it. Probably Mick. I don't know. No, they, have, they do have one called what about Mick Wendy's? chicken. What's it called? That. Okay. That must be that. What's about Wendy's? What's that one called? When chicken. I don't know. There's okay, called. Yeah. Maybe the when chicken. All right. Whatever. Just that kind of shit. I, I like the fried chicken one. Hooters, tweet us at Giraffes HBT Pod, yeah. your menu, please. This episode is brought to you by Hooter.
next week's next week episode we're gonna get some hooters and order it for takeout yeah so we don't have to well don't we have to like be there and like slap waitresses I asses mean, or something isn't that part i mean of it? is it we're just talking about the food right like that's the whole thing yeah. we're trying to figure out right now like we know what busty young ladies look like i mean we don't really have to be there to see the specific ones that are there on staff do we yeah i don't i don't need to see any of those ever again yeah good thank you i already you. know what they look I know. like yeah been there done that right what if it's their 18th birthday the waitress some 24 year old creep is gonna be inappropriate <laughs> yeah, probably. probably probably all right what do you have about this that's all i had it's it's you know um fine the, i liked it enough. so big news the site has the in color version of scott pilgrim which is fucking awesome oh okay so originally a black and white comic series before. and then after like t- i think it was like a 10 year anniversary run he uh redid it in color and it looks fucking amazing in color i own i my yeah. co- my versions that i own are all black and white except for the cover art so this was a well, nice yeah, change i'm, of I'm pace. glad I'm glad that that was in color. I would have been. They would have lost me if it wasn't. There's one very early on when everyone is, all of Scott's friends are showing up trying to get him to like get out of his depressed funk and uh, go out and meet some new ladies, get some strange. I think it's yeah. Wallace Wells is talking to him and Scott has the quote, I don't need fun to have a good time. I think that's a solid line. I like that. Yeah, but he's playing that PSP like small version i forget what it's called but that looks fun psp dude yeah he's fighting a dragon in it yeah so i mean he's having a good he doesn't need bitches is what he means you have your, play if you have your playstation vita is that what it was the vita that's the upgraded version oh, he has fuck. like the the smaller model like the switch light type model young neil sold it to him for 200 dollars canadian is that a good deal it doesn't sound like a good deal. No. What'd you buy your PS Vita thing for? Um, I don't remember. Oh, this is a long time ago. Probably like two hundred bucks. Amazing book. Everyone should read it. Ten out of ten. So the conclusion of the series. So the colored version yeah, is a lot more fun than the black and white one too. I highly recommend you get the special edition version. Is that all you got for this one? Yeah. All right, I did find a couple reviews. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! I would have been fucking dumbfounded if there were no reviews for this. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, all the reviews are like five stars, and there's a couple four stars, which um, I don't know. So they weren't as fun, but I just found like a couple of them that are a um, little more fun. So this one is five stars, but was a good quality book and recipients loved is the title. So then it goes, was a gift, never heard of it before, but was a good quality book and the recipient loved it. So for some reason, the title is like the middle of that review. Like that. It's a good touch. Another one, five stars, great gift. My nephew loved this. So that's good. Okay. Another one This about the, yeah. So, okay. This one is also five stars and that's the title. And it says delivered quick. And I saved 22 cents. (laughs) So save some money <laughs> on <awesome>. that 22 <laughs> cents. <laughs> not a full quarter, but 22 cents. Yeah, right. It's not like, fuck, man. It's like really writing home about it. Like, oh, shit, I bought this Scott Pilgrim book. Gave me 22 cents off. And then the last one I had was five stars. Beautiful sewn binding. One of the beauties of this lovely volume is that it has a sewn binding, a rarity these days. The artwork is very good. The color is too, and the story is interesting. So he's mostly focused on the binding in this thing. I mean, very it's important a rare, for a book. It's a rare binding, so yeah, that makes it's sense. It's rare, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. All right. Um, speaking of binding, uh, Spawn is bound to his suit, right? That makes sense. He sure is. I think. Right. That's how it works. I think so. I think that's how it works, right? It's like Venom. Is that correct? I think so. I guess I know very little about Spawn, apparently. Um, But this is Gunslinger Spawn. This is not the normal, everyday Spawn. So I guess like his cape doesn't transform, or he just 
chooses to leave it a cowboy trench coat or something. I, I don't know. I thought he had a transforming cape. It didn't seem to utilize it, though. This version of Spawn. So apparently at some point in time, after, I think it was probably around the time when McFarlane himself like stopped being the head writer of the regular Spawn, I think. He spun off all these different versions of Spawns, and they have a note here from the like a Bad Guy Angel team about how there's a bunch of various new Spawns in the world now. So this is just yeah. one of them specifically called Gunslinger Spawn. Yeah, they, they referenced um like an Into the Spawniverse thing that I guess they did. Yeah, because so they, had an, ad, they had an ad for uh, a King Spawn, yeah. I think is what it, it said it was called. But yeah. So that happened apparently. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right. So this spawn is like also from the past. So he's not just from like a silly, like cowboy world. He's actually from like the, the 1865 or whatever the fuck he uh, said. So at one point in time, it said he was from the civil war. He said he was fighting in the civil war. And then the next thing he remembers, he woke up in the modern time. This spawn does not strike me as the sort of guy that would have been on the northern side. He's like Mexican though, too. Like, does he really give a shit about the I don't know, like how how are Mexicans involved in the Civil War, were they? I have no idea. You're, I'm not a history buff. Oh, I thought you were our history. You're our history I expert. You were the, I thought you were the resident history expert. Okay. And yes. So I guess just yeah. All right. Well, I mean if gunslinger spawn was in there it must be true good point congratulations you're the new history expert too you just surpassed me right i just base everything on spawn (laughs) did it happen in spawn but anyway he doesn't understand like modern day stuff and taylor this this kid he's hanging out with who's like a descendant of somebody that he knows i guess from his time he's like calling him a boomer and then like he the gunslinger spawn can't read and he's like he seems a little self-conscious about it he's like got far enough with all these knives in my coat to without reading so fuck you kid he's just like all right boomer it says that you're here idiot i'm like the gunslinger spawn of this podcast and you're like the tailor explaining memes and boomers to me right fucking boomer and reading words how to do that right i don't need to know how to do that he's also confused by the toilet He's like, he's in the bathroom. He's like, you guys are shitting inside the house. Why are you doing that? And he has to explain the toilet to him. It's like, Taylor, get the fuck in here. He's like pissed off about the toilet because he knows what it is. He just doesn't understand why it's in the house. That was fun. That's the best part. Yeah, it was. The worst part about this book was the narration to describe the action that is happening on the page. Like, I, I really hate that. It's like, and then Spawn jumped out of the way. And it's then it's just like a picture of him jumping out of the way. I don't need you to tell me what's on the... I'm looking at it. I know. I see. It's wasting my time with these words. Yeah, but it's making these sure dang you see words. what you're supposed to see. I got far enough in life without having to read those words. <laughs> with all these guns and knives instead. Yeah. Think you're smarter than me, Todd McFarland? Fuck you. Or whoever wrote this. This wasn't even Todd, was it? I think he did write it. Maybe he did. I I don't remember. At least was credited as the writer on the first issue or the first volume of it. Maybe he did write it. So fuck you, Todd. Then there was the Juggalo. I forgot about the Juggalo. Bad guy. That guy's cool. Yeah. All right. What do you have? Anything else about this? That that's kind of all I had. Um. Yeah. So the first seven pages of it are just various alternate covers for the issue and uh, one of them is actually done by mcfarland with robert kirkman as like oh man that'd be in fucking insanely cool if the two of them ever teamed up for like a quick little brief one-off thing just imagine that that'd be a good time kirkman would just have todd draw something and then he'll control c control v oh he'll color it in for He's him like, oh yeah fix it copy pasting the shit out of that drawing very early on in the very first issue, there's a flashback to like 1800-something inside this old saloon, and uh, Gunslinger is sitting there in the most like terrifying pose ever, 
Mm-hmm. He's got like his uh, cowboy hat down over his face, so his whole face you can't even see in the shadow, except for his growing, glowing green eyes. He's got a gun that's just sitting there, his six pieces just sitting there pointed out. He's got a whiskey in one hand, and he's got a smoke in his mouth. And he's got his boots up with all his knives, like being shown sticking out of his knives. And there's this guy who's uh being mean to a little fucking barback kid inside of the bar, and he won't let go of him. So Gunslinger throws a fucking knife, and he clips off a chunk of the dude's ear. And instead of just, like, letting go of the kid, like Gunslinger tells him to, he has the audacity to, like, challenge Gunslinger. And that was my only note is, man, even if Gunslinger was to call me a a cowardly little cunt in front of this entire bar, there's no fucking scenario in the world where I would ever stand up to him and not just immediately run for my life. Yeah. He looks so terrifying in that pose. Like, not a fucking chance. Even if it was a guy just, like, dressed like that, and he's, he can't, like, he can't mess with somebody who's dressed like that. That's crazy. Even if he's not like a real spawn and just a guy wearing a spawn <laughs> outfit, fucking awesome, man! Like, <laughs> but you still wouldn't like. Oh, I, I would him, absolutely would run the fuck away no. from him too. <laughs> no, probably yeah, even faster this. than I would from actual spawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want any. I don't want any part of that. No, sir. All right. Anything else about this? No, that was my one major thing that I noticed. All right. I mean, I thought it, the, the book is you, oh, fine. So I don't think it was like super special, though. You have to kill angels the same way you kill zombies, where you have to get them right in the forehead. You can't like oh, stab yeah. them in the chest or anything. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that rule about angels. I didn't either. You have to rip their wings off, too, and like make them go insane because they don't have wings. But only if you rip off both. If you rip off one wing, they'll just be sad. But if you rip off both, they'll go crazy. <laughs> Weird angel rules. Didn't read about that in the Bible. Oh, you missed that chapter? I missed that chapter, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Michael 30, 35. Nice. Alright, I have a couple of reviews about this one. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Um, not very many, though. Surprisingly, I only found two. All right, so the first one is five stars. Simply amazing. A real good story by Todd McFarlane with the origins of Spawn Universe Gunslinger. I really love the storyline on this one. Hope to read this in the new upcoming Spawn Universe N1 in Italian, too. I don't know why in Italian, but he does show said. off bilingual. Yeah. Oh, because he's from Italy. I guess this is translated. Okay. That's from Italy. Um, okay, another one uh, from Brazil. Uh, two stars. No point in releasing this for the Kindle. There's no point in releasing this to the Kindle. It looks horrible. You can't read anything. So don't read this on Kindle. PSA. Didn't you read it on a Kindle? I mean, iPad, yeah. It's different, though. Do you I think. agree? Uh, no, on the iPad, it's great. But iPad works differently than a Kindle would. Oh. Yeah. All right. Got that pinch zoom thing. Got a lot of that going on, which I don't think the Kindle does. But I could be wrong. Go to Amazon.com slash giraffes have black tongues to get a Kindle. Yeah. 10% off. Yeah. Hooters.com slash giraffes have black tongues when you're <laughs> yeah, ordering that's... for $5 off a uh, plate of wings, 12 pack. Yeah. 12 pack of wings, please. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> all right, so what are we doing next week? Are we just doing Nightman, or are we... Uh, this is my only day off this week, so yeah, I'm not going to have time to reach okay. it. All right, I'll save my pick that, you'll, that you're really going to love for the future. Right? Can't wait. All right, so join us next week for the Nightman, um, and just the Nightman. But in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie Om. Matt do the God. Follow us at Giraffes HBT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Meer for the music, and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. See you next week. Bye.
So you're definitely going to that ghost show in Youngstown? I think so, yeah. I'm thinking about going as well. I really want to see that one. It's Ghost and Mastodon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. You ever seen Ghost before? Yeah, they were at House of Blues one time. I saw them before I started there. How were they? Awesome. Dressed as the popes and shit? Yeah, yeah. They were all dressed up like that. Good. That's what I want to see. I saw their... So, like, when they announced the tour, I was just trying to figure out where the uh, date was that they were coming to this area. I went on their website, and, like, on their merch section, they have, like, little, like, Funko Pop-type action figures of uh, the Pope and all the characters. (laughs) It's awesome looking. Did you buy all of them? (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's, like, a black glow-in-the-dark one. I was like, oh, that's badass as hell. (laughs) Can't resist the Funko Pops. Are you going to that Cannibal Corp show to the Agora? I, I'll think. I'm thinking about it. They're more fun than Ghost. Yeah, I really want to see Ghost though. You going to that Guar show at House of Blues next month? <laughs> Maybe not, but I'll. Why not? Keep it in mind. Come on, friends of the podcast, you... we're on the list, dude. Oh really? Yeah. Can I get backstage and like shoot come onto the audience or whatever? Sure you can. All right, cool. Yeah, get me backstage with Guar, and I'll do a remote podcast interview. Mid-show? About their comic book. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they won't mind. But can, can you turn down the can music? You guys, it's, yeah, uh, can you uh, yeah, cut the mic for me, please? <laughs> yeah, just cut the guitars and stuff, and like, I just need the microphone. That's all. I'm sure they'll go for it. Just let them know ahead of time, so it's not a problem. Yeah, just, just hit up there, and I'll, I'll give them fair warning. It'll be cool. Okay, cool. Good. All right. Are you going to see Miles Yahoo this month? No. <laughs> oh. Who who is who is that? That name is familiar. He's a former Hasidic rabbi who stopped doing that and became a rapper. Oh. Okay, I must have heard I definitely heard that name before. Yeah, I gotta find something like jazzy as well. Because my wife likes jazz and I like Johnny Domino. Yeah, just wait for Johnny Domino's next tour. Yeah, was was Johnny Domino playing at House of Blues anytime soon? God, I fucking wish. How awesome would that be? <laughs> be fucking great. Really should go on tour. We should reach out to that guy, to Johnny Domino. wonder if he'd come on the show. Should reach out. I mean, he's been out of the acting game. Yeah. He was, a, he was in the first John Wick, according to his IMDb. He's like a Suns guy. And he hasn't acted anymore since then. Yeah, he was a club goon in in John Wick. And he was an RIPD as male cop. The double never, as never guard seen RIPD. Two. Neither have I. That's that one with Ryan Reynolds and the dude. It's based on a comic book. Whoa, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Might have to watch it's, it. It's Johnny a Dark Horse one. It. It's, it's, it's like a spinoff of uh, Hellboy, isn't it? Oh, maybe. I don't remember. I like all of his uh, filmography. He's just like bodyguard, guard, um, henchman number one, terrorist. <laughs> That's his really? character names. Bar bouncer. Whoa, he was a bouncer, Dave. That's cool. SWAT number one. <laughs> Cop bouncer. Wow, he really has a type, huh? Yeah, but it's, it's so few and far between because it's in between... Uh, saxophone tours, right? I assume. I guess, yeah. Oh man, they had a there's a Nightman made for TV movie that we're gonna watch eventually as well, starring Johnny Domino. Oh, that's so good. Can't wait was for that. After movie. the show wrapped, was it like a farewell episode type of thing? Wait, actually, hold on. The ordering suggests not. That's what I assumed, but I might be wrong. 1997. Okay, yeah. So it must be after everything wrapped. Badass. Wait, if it was if the movie came out in ninety seven. Oh wait, maybe hold on. Why so that it's a Nightman... prequel type of thing then? Oh, maybe it's before. Shit, we fucked this up. Oh well, well I guess we'll go back. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. Yeah, the TV show is ninety seven, and the yeah, so this must have been before. Oh shit, dude, we gotta go back. I very much want to see it either way, but yeah. 
that's weird if it's a prequel one because they did the entire explanation so perfectly in the pilot episode. I don't understand why they need a prequel. Well, I'm reading the description and I think they're just describing the pilot episode. Maybe it's just like the pilot episode, but like the two episodes put together and they just count it. They just split it up or something. Oh, maybe that's what happened. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of shittiness. Oh, maybe, that. maybe like when it premiered on WGN, they ran them back to back as like a special introduction type of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we'll go back and watch it anyway. Cause those are, those are really good episodes. <laughs> 